welcome to the Turn Yourself On daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. This week we are looking at intimacy. Now, I know sometimes with the word intimacy, there can be a lot of confusion is she talking about the three-letter S-E-X word? Yes, but also much more than that. So everything, holding hands, looking at each other in the eyes, wanting to be with each other, wanting to be close, wanting to feel alive and sexy and sassy again. So we'll look at the fear that blocks us, how we stop letting people in, and what to do if we're not enjoying much sex, love and intimacy. There we go. I said the word S-E-X, special cuddles, whatever you want to call it. Intimacy on every level. Doesn't matter. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, this is deep stuff. But more importantly, we're going to focus on how to feel alive, excited and sexy again in your relationship. Does that sound good? I hope so. So if you're currently not enjoying much sex, love and intimacy, does it mean something is wrong? Maybe that the relationship is doomed. What if it's been, women say to me, but it's been like this for 10 years. Like, is this it? What if childbirth has had a massive impact on you? What if previous experiences have really hurt you? Is it all too late? Honestly, sometimes, yes. But if you're willing to look at it, if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to... I sometimes hold back on using the word fight because it can have a force attached to it, a force feeling with it. But from a powerful perspective, fighting for what we believe in and fighting for what is right if it's right, fighting to find the truth about a situation, there's nothing wrong with that if it's for the highest good. So if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to heal, it is amazing what can happen. I see it every day with couples and it blows my mind every time. And today's message will help to make it super clear what you can do next. So there are many reasons why a couple might not be having much intimacy. It could be careers have got in the way, kids, the busyness of life, childbirth, hormones, pandemics, stress, general day-to-day running of a house, family, balancing everything. It can be a choice, it can be a circumstance, it can become a habit and one we can change if we do the work. So there are often taboo reasons why people are not being intimate, not even taboo, just unaware. And let's get straight into it. Here are two of them. The first one is women who struggle to love versus number two, women who love too much. Which one's best? Mm, Neither, in a way. It can be based on childhood trauma. It can be based on what that person has been through in the last few years, even yesterday. 
often what we've been through, which if it isn't addressed, it is brought up in our intimate relationship because everything that isn't love will come to the surface for healing. And guess what? It all comes down to two things that heal us. Three, in fact. No, it's three. We don't need to search the world for another answer. We don't need to travel the world. We don't need to find some new theory or system or whatever. There's something within us we need to unlock. Are you ready? Because on the other side of having little sex, love and intimacy, fearing it, pushing it away, women who struggle to love, versus women who love too much and being needy and dependent, there is another way. If you're ready, honestly, unblock this area and your life will literally take off. So, on one hand, a woman can love too much and do everything fix everything and stick around in unhealthy relationships. Or on the other hand, she can push people away and struggle to let people in mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. It's like the opposite ends of the scale, isn't it? Neither one contains in it much strength and peace. And If you've ever felt either of those, loving too much or not, you struggling to love, you will know that you can switch between these two many times a day. A woman who loves too much one day and struggles to love the next, there is nothing fundamentally wrong. There is just healing to be done, awareness to have, and then unblock it, unleash it, and you can experience different results. Women who love too much, does this sound like you? Have you ever gone back to a partner, even though deep down, deep, deep, deep down, under the fear of being alone, you knew that it wasn't right, but you went back through either habit, it was comfy, you knew them, you thought they would change. Maybe you were scared that you would not meet anybody else, that you might not be good enough to meet somebody else, that there might not be anyone good out there. Have you ever been codependent on someone? Needing someone's approval, needing somebody in your life. The opposite, women who struggle to love. Have you ever been hurt? betrayed, let down? Have you ever experienced pain? Maybe there's neglect or rejection from childhood. Maybe there's abandonment fears. Have you ever struggled to let a good guy in, pushed a good guy away, struggled to know where you are and self-sabotaged a relationship? What about childhood experiences or even what has happened to you a few years ago, a few months ago? It can all play a part. Now, again, it doesn't mean it's always going to be this way. It doesn't mean it needs endless hours of analysis. It's great. There are lots of theories. There are lots of reasons why we can get lost in the neurosis of why we behave the way we do. 
but we can we can be stuck in it we already feel stuck we can be even more stuck and that stuckness becomes a weird perverse comfort zone and we miss out on the beauty of the opposite so if you think about an experience that you've been through so maybe you have been cheated on maybe somebody said that they would do something and they didn't maybe you experience physical abuse maybe you experience mental abuse maybe you were subjected to subtle digs you know those jokes those digs that are, are said in jest but you know that they mean something and this can really shut a woman down everything that she's been through can you imagine as a little girl if you were bullied if you were left out by friends if you weren't picked for the school team if you weren't picked for dance class or to have a, the front main part in a show what if you had a boyfriend that let you down what if you were cheated on what if you were laughed at ridiculed rejected disapproved what if you felt abandoned what if you were married and it didn't work what about if you experienced pain in that area pain around miscarriages abortion childbirth so all of these things can really shut a woman down to almost the point that she doesn't know what is good for her anymore and that energy that stuckness goes somewhere and often it can go into the trying to analyze it and fix it mentally so we understand it we know why we think the way we do why we behave the way we do which is great as Patanjali says, I always quote this, 99% practice, 1% theory. So can you imagine how much time you've invested in the analysis, in reading the books? Imagine spending more time practicing the theory, actually putting it to work, which is what we're going to do later on in this message. So yes, a woman can feel real fear of intimacy real fear of being alone it's like the two extremes on one hand you don't want to be alone but on one hand you're scared of being close like that inner turmoil you can almost feel it as the words move through you it's almost not knowing what is best and what does this do to your inner peace and confidence probably not a lot because either way it's a reflection of what is going on or not on the inside though and it happens because like we've already said there's been an experience of trauma in the past that has it's almost like shutters have come down or the doors have been locked or you know if you're in a jewelers and and you walk out with like a ring on and you can imagine the shutters coming down it's like boom 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 and it's made you behave in unnatural ways which have now become natural. So it's made you behave in unnatural ways, which have now become natural. So 
going back, going, doing what is natural now will feel unnatural and it will feel forced at first. It will feel icky and weird. And like I said, knowing the reason why you behave the way you do is great, but full healing comes another way. If you think of all this in terms of chakras, energy centers within us, this can block our energy in our second chakra, that orange one, right around where we have our womb and all our reproductive organs. And instead of that energy being channeled and flowing through us in a healthy way, and it would feel alive and sexy and excited, it can become blocked, stopped and unhealthy. So here is what healthy looks like. Great periods, excited feelings. You know, when you think about getting intimate with somebody and you get those excited, tingly feelings, aliveness, waking up, yes, happy to be alive, clarity, purpose, passion, happy, soulful, powerful, strong, courageous, sassy, sexy, comfy in your own skin, trust in your intuition. Like that is exciting and that is the potential. This is a huge energy center. Unhealthy, it feels like tiredness, feeling low, feeling lost, confused, bored, self-doubt, unaroused, little passion, little desire, lacking purpose, lacking creativity, stuck. Imagine that stuckness of the energy. Anger, hate, resentment, desiring intimacy, but outside of the relationship. So often women say to me, I really do want sex more than my partner. Is there something wrong with me? Or I know I still want sex, but I'm thinking about doing it outside of the relationship. So it's it's understanding what is fueling that desire. Is it healthy desire? Is it not? The other unhealthy ways this blocked energy manifests is in neediness, periods being off, digestion and elimination being off. It's all that area. Can you imagine the stuckness? Imagine it's all blocked and stuck. And now imagine it's all flowing again and you're getting those excited feelings, that aliveness, sexy sassiness, powerful, strong, happy. That's the difference. So what do you do? How do you sort this out without spending years in therapy, years in counselling and getting to the root cause of it and healing it? I speak to women on a daily basis who are super smart. They know their issues inside out. They know what they've been through. They can describe it to you. They can even tell you why they've got it, who they've got it from. They know the theory. They've read all the books. They've done all the courses. They've done all of the research, but still something isn't working. They say to me, it's like another block needs to be removed, a final piece of the jigsaw. Maybe their relationship isn't exciting anymore. Maybe they're looking to enter into a new relationship, but they want to get relationship ready. Maybe they just don't feel alive, regardless of whether they're in a relationship or not. And that sexual energy they once had feels like it's deserted them. Does this ring true? 
Do you resonate with that? It's almost like that desire for somebody, that passion, that, oh, wanting to, you know, not be able to keep your hands off each other. Will they ever get it back? Will it ever be the same as that time? Say when you fell in love, what they call a honeymoon period. Is that a fantasy? Is that just for that time? Or can you ever get that closeness back? Well, I'll tell you straight away from personal experience and from dealing with so many couples and women, yes, it is possible to get it back and to get it back even better than it was in the honeymoon period. People always say, really? And I know, I see it every day and it works because when you go, when we go through these three things now, this is life transforming stuff. It's so, so powerful. It's the truth. It's the basic fundamentals of life. And they always say, don't they, that truth is actually quite simple. It's just that we've made the world so complex and it doesn't need to be that way. So yes, it is possible to get it back. Yes, sometimes, like I said at the beginning, it does mean that the relationship may be over, but wouldn't you rather know that now than wait another month, two months, year, 10 years? I mean, people get stuck for so long and this stuckness starts within. This is the key, it starts within, but it doesn't need any more analysis. It needs unlocking and unleashing. Here are three things to focus on. Number one, we are not ever taught, unless you listen to my podcast, the purpose of relationships. What is the purpose? We think Hollywood has taught us, hasn't it, that we get together and we we complete somebody else or they complete us and it's all romantic and it's all lovey-dovey. Did anybody ever tell you that marriage took work? Like, I think I missed out on that degree. It just, it just didn't, I never ever for one minute thought that it would take as much work as it did. Maybe that's naivety. Maybe that's just the romantic vision that I got sold to from Hollywood. I'm going to blame Hollywood. Um, But the purpose of a relationship, we almost think it should be easy. And when it gets hard, it's time to go. That the grass is greener, greener and easier over there. Somebody else must be better for us than the person we're with. But like I said before, a lot of people leave the relationship for 20% that that person's missing. They've got 80% with the person, 20% that's missing, but they go off to find the missing 20% in somebody else and then miss out on that 80%. So this is why it's about going back to the fundamentals. The purpose of relationships is to know that your stuff will come to the surface for healing at some point. You can bury it, you can ignore it, you can think it doesn't matter, But what you have been through, any beliefs that you have adopted, any belief you've created for yourself, any experiences that you've not let go of and healed and grown from will come up and be affected in your intimate relationship. It's almost like two two stones being rubbed together and being forced together into diamonds. They're being rubbed up against each other. It's hard, it's messy, but it's worth it. Things will come up to the surface. Your greatest fears will come to the surface. Your greatest insecurities, your pain, 
your doubts, anxieties, everything will come up. Anything that is not love will come up because it's coming up for healing. That's when we think, ah, quick, run away. It will be easy with that person over there. But if we avoid it at that point, then we're just buying time because it will come up again. It's just it will come up a little bit later down the road. So yes, it takes effort, energy, but if we don't do this now, we will have to do it at some point and the lessons just get harder and more in your face each time. The second thing to focus on is that we don't have to do this alone. You've heard me talk about a power in the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, power, love, source, angels, archangels, whatever, like in AA, they ask you to identify with a concept of a power greater than yourself. It's about plugging into that power because if we let that power in, and if you're thinking this is all getting a little bit esoteric, stay with me because when we learn how to tune in, when you learn how to listen and interpret the messages from the universe, from that power, everything can start to change. Because if you think about it within you, when you have been hurt, when you have been through things, it's almost like somebody's punched you in the stomach or in the solar plexus. And they've almost knocked the wind out of your sails, but they've left a gaping hole in you. And it can feel like you're missing something. And it can kind of, if you feel like, if you imagine being punched in your stomach and your shoulders come forward and you bend over, it's that constricted feeling. Your heart closes, you, 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 know, you draw in to protect yourself from ever being hurt again. And we can try to do this without this power helping us. But if we let it in, it can help us to a degree that we almost can't get our heads around until we've experienced it. You see, God, love, source, I'm gonna call it God because I'm comfortable knowing that God is love. So pick whatever word you're comfy with, but God cannot violate your free will. So if you're anything like me, you can spend years and years thinking, come on God, sort everything out for me. You know, waiting, waiting for that power to come into your life. But it can't come in without you asking it to come in. And often that feels a bit submissive. It feels a bit, you know, oh, I don't want to ask. What, what if I'm not listened to? What if, what if nobody responds? What if I don't get everything that I want? What if the messages don't make sense? What if I'm ignored? All of that kind of stuff. And we almost don't believe it. It's not surprising, is it? The way we're taught about it all. I was taught about it and I had this feeling it was a man in the sky and he looked down on us and he, some people were good and they got lots of stuff and some people were bad and you had to do weird things to believe and it just wasn't for me, just didn't feel right. But when I started to identify with that concept of a power greater than me and I started to identify it as a power, a connection, that it was love, 
So this hole where I felt like I'd been winded a few times through boyfriends that cheated, through experiences, through trauma, through abuse, through being pushed down the stairs, through being winded literally physically in the stomach, having miscarriages, all of that boom, boom, boom. It was like holes within you. It felt, it can feel like you've got holes inside of you that you're not complete. And that love can fill those gaps. It's not that there's anything missing, but we just feel wounded. The third thing to focus on, and this is the not so sexy answer that people don't wanna do. So when when I'm doing this work one-to-one with a couple, they don't want to do this bit. And it's forgiveness. It's the fourth part in my book, More Than a Mindset, and it's all about forgiveness. But forgiveness of what and who and when. So forgiveness can feel like a very weak concept. It can almost feel that it won't be powerful enough, that it hasn't got that much of an impact. It can sound too religious, too esoteric. There's nothing religious about it. This is starting again from the inside out for forgiving yourself, for beliefs you've bought into, for fears you've bought into, for forgiving other people, sometimes daily basis, sometimes hour by hour, moment by moment. Forgiving yourself moment by moment for if you've not reacted in the right way. And forgiving the world, forgiving other people, forgiving everything. Now, these three things, in conjunction with each other, start to bring you back to yourself, inward towards yourself, not in a, in a neurotic kind of way where it's all about you and the focus is all about you healing. It's not about that. It's about almost melting within, which I always think of as a gorgeous concept that you just start to feel so comfy in your own skin. For women, the idea of intimacy when you've been hurt can feel so raw because obviously you have to physically open up to let somebody in. It's different for a guy. It's a different concept entirely. Women have to let somebody in. Now, we've all, I hope, or not, had casual sex where it's felt unhealthy, soulless, where oh, it's been so empty, but you go back, it's like another high and then the drop and the low. Whereas that soulful connection, that real intimacy, where you're willing to see somebody's darkness and love them through it, help them through it, encourage them through it, does it mean to say that you will always stick around and be walked over? Absolutely not. This, none of this work is to say that if somebody is mentally, physically, emotionally abusing you, you have to forgive, forget and let them back in. Sometimes the kindest thing you can do for somebody is to say no and walk away. Sometimes it's the kindest thing for you to do. Forgiveness always sounds so weak and like, well, I'll always get walked over. But it's always about what are you not giving? So what are you not giving to yourself? You're not letting yourself off the hook. Are you, on, are you not standing up for yourself and walking away? Are you not giving the best that you can in any situation? 
And what if you're thinking, there's been no sex, love and intimacy in our relationship for years. Why would just doing all of this help? Because it's getting down to the root cause and it's knowing that it's a block and it's not permanent. It's knowing the real purpose of relationships and that almost takes the pressure off. It's like, you know, you shake up a can of fizzy pop and you're shaking it and you're shaking it and we don't really know why a relationship isn't working and we're not having much sex and we can't work it out and we've tried everything and we don't know what to do. Released, open the can, pop. And once we know that they're not always going to be easy relationships, that stuff will come up, it's like, oh, okay, so it's not just me. And I promise you, it is not just you that experiences this. This happens so commonly. I mean, if you think about it, if 50% of marriages end in divorce, and you think about all the people you know, but you don't know 50% of those that are in trouble, because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So we think it's just us. But a lot of people, a lot of couples struggle with this and don't know who to turn to or what to do. What if you're thinking, I just can't let go of what happened. I can't get over it. You don't know what they've done. Forgiveness work is still important. Asking the universe for help is still important. Understanding that things come up is still important. Looking at your part in it is key. Why did you attract that situation? Why did you stick around? Why couldn't you leave? Why did you self-sabotage something? Why couldn't you let somebody in? Why did you push the good away? All of this is awareness. All of it is healing and it all unblocks this area. And what if you're thinking, I want special cuddles and sex more than my hubby does? Well, shock horror, it can happen. It's not, we're sort of taught, aren't we, that it's men that have got this 90 odd percent focus on when when the next having sex that's all they think about personally I don't really buy into that as much as what they suggest especially with all of the stress these days but it is possible for a woman to desire it more than a man but go back to the the middle part of this of this message where we go through what's healthy and unhealthy because if it's, a, if it's a healthy desire within the marriage to get more intimate, then that can be a good sign. If it's maybe desiring it or even fantasizing about it outside of the relationship, then that might be something to look at. So as you know me by now, we are all about the practice. Theory is one thing, theory is great. Practice is where the magic happens. So let's do the visualization follow my voice, do it when it's safe, when you're comfy, when you won't be disturbed. And let's get you reconnected, reconnected back to yourself first. Let's remove the blocks so your life can take off. And I will see you on the other side of the visualization. Okay, so sitting somewhere where you're nice and comfy, where you won't be disturbed, 
and start to bring your attention onto your breath. So breathing in through your nose, exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand. And exhale, release and let go. And I want you to imagine the color orange. See in your mind's eye the colour orange. And see this colour of orange all around your sacral chakra. See it covering your womb. See it flowing all around that area. See it circling in that area. Imagine this orange colour moving through that area, through your ovaries, your womb, your vagina, your hips. See the colour orange all around your nickeline. And imagine that in this area, there is a closed rose. And you see it starting to gently open up. The rose is a gorgeous orange color, vibrant and alive. And it opens up and it blooms. And you see this rose gradually rotating and spinning around. Imagine feeling that power in the universe, that flow of love and support and power and healing love. Imagine, imagine that streaming into that area now. Imagine the whole power within the universe that keeps the universe and all the planets aligned. Imagine that same power within this area. Imagine there is a block in this area. And now imagine removing that block. Feel that energy flow circling around. Once this area is unlocked, this energy can start to flow throughout your body. Feel the tingling feelings down below. This is that energy coming alive. Feel any sensations, any tingling, any excitement. This is your energy coming back to life. 
Imagine again that this area is blocked. Imagine like a tap, stopping the tap, it's blocked again. You've gone back to feeling struggling, not knowing how to love, not, know how, not knowing how to be loved. You feel stuck. Imagine what that feels like. Imagine the colours that come to you. For me, it's gone darker inside my mind. Now turn the tap back on and feel that flow going again. Imagine that beautiful, vibrant orange colour flowing through that area, through your womb, through your ovaries, your vagina. Feel that tingling feeling, those sensations. This is your energy coming back to life. Imagine how that would impact you. The creativity that you would have. The feeling in the morning when you wake up excited. That desire to be touched, to, to have sex, to make love. The desire to be close and held the desire to give love and receive it, feeling sexy and sassy and alive, feeling open and passionate and excited. Now stop the tap and feel that block again. Notice what happens. Notice your body almost crunch over. Notice the energy stop. It's gone again dark in my mind and there's, the energy has stopped in that area. And now turn the tap back on, turn that flow back on. Imagine that rose spinning round with intention. It's spinning round with intention to move your energy, to remove the blocks. There's a gorgeous orange colour all around your Nikolai. all in that gorgeous triangle. Feel the flow, feel the, the energy within that area, the tingles. All of that is energy, it's just energy. Feelings, energy, excitement, aliveness. Imagine it there, even if you can only feel it a little bit. It might be like 1% of what an orgasm would be, but feel it there and give yourself permission to feel it more throughout your body, throughout your life. Doesn't mean to say you'd have to go and sleep with everybody, but feel that aliveness, that sexiness, that sassiness moving through your life. How would your work be different? How would you show up differently? Hmm, and enjoy it. Give yourself permission to be happy, to feel sexy. It's a choice, it's a decision. We don't need to wait until we're a certain size or till we've got something or heal something. We can choose right now to turn this area back on. So enjoy it.
Know that this area is safe and protected. Know that the work you have done here, it's all good, it's all safe. It won't open you up too much. It will just take you to the next level to where you are ready to go to. Give yourself permission to go there. Breathe in through your nose, feel this colour orange move through your body. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in this colour orange all through your body. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in this colour orange all through your body, into your aura. Exhale, release and let go. And when you're ready, come back into your body. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, seal it in, seal in this goodness. Enjoy. And as always, I love to hear from you. Let me know how you have got on. Come back to this visualization as many times as you want to. Feel those feelings, that tingliness, that excitement. You can reach me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Laura Jane Hand or laurajanehand.com. And I will see you again next week. Have a great week. Bye.